Hello and welcome to The Story of Clothes, a podcast where we talk about style, sustainability and the stories we tell with our clothes. I'm your host, Lauren Bush. I'm a stylist, a costume designer and a sustainability advocate. Hello. Today I am joined by the incredible Janie Craig, who is a wellness witch. Now, what does that have to do with style and sustainability and the stories we tell about our clothes? Um, I, For me, a large part of my journey into finding a more sustainable wardrobe is addressing what's going on inside my body. I have always used uh, clothes and style as a way to cover up that my insights, like to put on a, put on a, a cover of perfection and to, I mean, hide how I was feeling from the outer world. Um, I've had anxiety for quite a long time now. And so that, but it's only really been, I've lived with it for a long time. I've really only been diagnosed with it in the last 12 months. So um, I guess for me, it's a piece of the puzzle in addressing what, um, you know, how, how personal a style affects you, how you can use it and also your, your consumption. So Janie is an incredible supportive woman and she really knows her stuff and she has all these incredible tips and tricks on how to use, um, I guess, different ways to manage your mind and how to uh, centre yourself and tap into your intuition and, um, yeah, bring about change in your life. And I think that that's a really important thing that part of the conversation that is not happening in the sustainability space at the moment, which is why I wanted to have Janie on. So welcome, Janie. It's so nice to have you here today. Uh, Now, because this is a podcast about clothing, Mm -hmm. I want you, first of all, to tell me what you're wearing today. Oh, okay. This is actually, I'm so glad I'm wearing this. (laughs) It works well. Okay. So I've got um, a pair of jeans on which considering it's quite hot today, perhaps was an error on my behalf. But on top, I have like a sheer, I guess it's a chiffon. It's not the most eco-friendly of material, but it's got um, all sorts of different colors and diamantes and things stuck on it. But it's got a massive big peacock print. And that might sound a bit garish. I apologize if you're sitting there thinking, oh my God, that sounds a bit loud and <laughs> full on. But never peacock- apologize for your style. <laughs> <laughs> it's very comfy. It kind of looks like a caftan. Um, but, but peacocks for me is such an important, I guess, personal symbol because I'm a big believer in. Uh, looking for signs and symbols, like having this kind of communication, this, uh, I guess, like a dance with the universe to show that when you're wanting things in your life, that the universe will kind of show you a sign to say, yep, here you go, you're on the right track. And for me, um, peacocks are that sign. And yeah, and I saw this top in a a shop and I was like, that is so not really what I would usually wear. But because it had peacock um, feathers, sort of that motif all over it, I was like, yes, I'm taking it. It's mine. (laughs) It's meant for me. It looks beautiful on you. And that color is very flattering. You look good in those greens and blues. Thank you. Greens and blues are like one of my favorite colors too, because they're so calming and soothing. it's really important for me to have 
color that like soothes me in my house, um, on my personal brand and also, you know, what I'm wearing right down to, you know, jewelry and nail polish and stuff that I like to use color in that way. Um, that's cool. My next question is why you chose your outfit today, but I feel like you just answered that already. <laughs> peacocks, peacocks are your jam. Um, yeah. I want you to explain a little bit to my listeners about what it is you do and yeah, tell, okay. let's start with that. All right. So um, a lovely client of mine called, like, I was like, what? I was struggling as to what to call myself because I have many different um, careers, many different schools, skill sets. And a client of mine said, you know what? You're basically just a wellness witch. And I loved that. I was like, yes, that is the best because I'm very witchy woo woo. Um, I love reading tarot cards and I read tarot cards for other people. Um, I'm all about healing crystals and that sort of metaphysical side is really important to me. Um, but then I also have a background in teaching, a background in permaculture, a background in aromatherapy. And I'm also trained in um, naturopathy and herbal medicine. So for me, calling myself a wellness witch, we've got the wellness in there for that holistic health. And then the witch stuff's kind of self-explanatory. People know that I'm not going to be fit into like this little box if you're working with me. Um, <laughs> it's going to get all spiritual and woo-woo. <laughs> I love that. Um, I think it's a really nice way to empower the word witch as well, because mm. there's so in the past, there's been so many negative connotations about that. But really, yeah. when you look at the history of it originally, like, like witches were women who were in touch with their intuition and who knew who they were and mm. who um, were healing for the people that were around them. And so, and then, you know, there was a whole bunch of history that changed the way that we think about that um so I love the way that you use that word to um in that context yeah and you know what it took me a while to get there because you know you either think of well most people if you say the word witch you think of the stereotypical Halloween kind of you know black hat um what on the end of the nose a broomstick kind of thing and I kind of shied away from using that word, but it really does kind of encompass a lot of what I do. And now I kind of think of it as, you know, the lady who may have lived in the woods and just knew how to heal with plants, the midwives, you know, that kind of more um, sovereign woman that could look after their families and heal their families and forage for their families, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's kind of reclaiming that word was quite a big step. I love that. I love it. Um, all right. So let's start with uh, how do you use clothing in your practice? Like to, like to work on your feelings? Like how do you, yeah. Mm, okay. Um, it's changed a bit over the years. Um, what you shared about having anxiety before, I am really a huge mental health advocate and I've focused a lot of my holistic health studies around mental health because I had quite severe um, anxiety, just generalized anxiety is what I was diagnosed with for around 10 years. And that really started when my, I had four children. I think my eldest was just about to turn five. Everyone else was under four. So it was basically four children under four. And um, I was, my then husband was working overseas. Um, 
I, I always have like a, a more, I guess, anxious personality would be the easiest way to describe it. But when I had children, it just went into overdrive. You know, you protect, you want to protect your babies and everything to be good. And um, yeah, so I struggled with anxiety for 10 years. And then unfortunately, the marriage broke down and I went through a divorce. That threw me into um, a depressed, a really dark depressed stage for about a year. When I was anxious, my clothing was because I kind of retreated into myself and um, didn't go out much, didn't really put myself out there. My clothing actually became a way for people to have a conversation with me. So I used to dress um, in that pinup style and mm -hmm. People, yeah, and people would come up to me and be like, oh my God, I love your skirt or I love the pattern on your dress. So I would dress in that kind of pinup style, but the patterns I would choose would be like quite cute, kind of almost cartoony, you know, like that Disney-esque type patterning. And so because I was so introverted, I wouldn't go and talk to people, but people would come over and, you know, strike up a conversation about the pattern on my skirt or the type of, you know, brooch I was wearing or the patterns on my shoes, that kind of thing. And so that was kind of when I realized how powerful clothing is because when you're not feeling confident, it can give you that sense of confidence. It can be, you know, break the ice. People will come and chat to you because of what you're wearing and want to interact and get to know you better because of the, wear, you know, the clothes that you're wearing. That's a hundred. <laughs> I've like, I really feel that because I um, have a very similar story really. And when I'm feeling anxious, I know that if I dress up and I'm wearing like a banging outfit, helps me to deal with my anxiety because I know I have a conversation starter like I always used to say I don't think there's a point in having a party unless it's a fancy dress party um, <laughs> I love that. and that's because I like I feel anxious in big social situations so mm. having like an awesome outfit and also it kind of creates a bit of buzz around the party so everyone starts connecting and it creates that connection straight up right um yeah. So I've, like, I find it really interesting that, that you use the same technique for a long period of your life as well. Mm -hmm. And then if you use accessories, right, like I used to wear a lot of those, you know, the Marla bead bracelets, mm. um, which you might be thinking that doesn't really go with pinup. <laughs> but <laughs> I describe what they are for our, for our listeners. Yeah, I'd slide one on my wrist anyway because, you know, like, um, or you could, I had a beautiful silver fidget ring, so it, it, it looked like a, a, just a, a gorgeous silver a chunky sort of ring, but it had this um, almost like a ring on the outside of it that you could spin. And so I would sit there and if I was nervous, I could just roll that my thumb over that and um, kind of distract myself. So that I, I would, you know, bring myself back into the present moment instead of going down into this anxious spiral. And the same with those Marla bead sort of bracelets, I would, just roll the beads through my fingers um, and count them and maybe say a mantra or um, if I was feeling really stressed because I cannot do mathematical equations at all, I would start doing maths equations because it would force me again to think and be in the present moment instead of freaking out and wondering, you know, why was I being so awkward? Why was my heart racing? Was I going to die? Like <laughs> that extreme sort of version. And um, yeah, so even the accessories, 
Um, and then as I got more into changing my style and wearing more sort of flowy dresses and kind of, um, my kids call it hippie attire, um, I then started wearing a lot more crystal jewelry, which I'd always loved, but you know, it didn't go with the aesthetic I, I was rocking at the time. So now I choose different crystals um, as far as like earrings and, and necklaces go um, and rings because I want to bring that kind of energetic um, into my into my aesthetic so that I can feel confident and, and chilled and calm and, you know, outgoing. It's, I think it's great to have these options as far as clothing and accessories and yeah. I feel like still also your look as an, like you're still quite introverted but that look of using the crystals and stuff attracts a different type of person to you like what you wear really is important in like a, was it the, your vibe attracts your tribe right exactly. so how you how you show up really does then attract people that are more interested in that kind of vibe and um will you know love your crystals and and want to yeah, talk to you yes. about those it's still yeah still I still get comments and um and I also have a lot of tattoos which is another icebreaker people will be like oh what's that why I guess um you know there are different patterns and different um healing plants and all of that sort of thing so yeah I think it's good if you can have more people come to you to start a conversation in a in a way that's going to pull the conversation into something that you're comfortable talking about it just makes the whole social anxiety and all of that just disperse that much easier yeah and I think I mean as humans we are just looking for connection right mm -hmm. and we have been well I don't know I think that it's harder and harder to make genuine connections with people given um how fast paced life is and how you know like I live in the suburbs, like where all the walls go up on your fences and that sort of stuff where yeah. you're starting to, or everyone's like, if you're in the city, you're always looking at your phone when you're out, you don't make eye contact. Um, yeah. So having those moments, I remember walking down the street in the city one day and I was wearing this vintage jacket, which has got like, um, I bought it for Melbourne Cup and it had um, horse racing print all over it and like gambling jacket. I call it my drinking and gambling jacket. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> it and I had bright colored pants and stuff and it was a really rainy day in Newtown and I was walking down the street and every single person I looked past smiled and waved at me and made eye contact which never happens in the city like never um so it's beautiful though wasn't it like yeah. I've, I've had the same experience people they feel like they can approach you better because you're not dull and gray or you know, it, it, it's it's funny what it's something slightly different, slightly outside of the normal attire or a different color or something, how it elicits a different reaction from people and they feel more comfortable with you. I feel like, yeah, we're all like little bower birds as well. I mean, we're hunter gatherers originally, right? So it's like that idea of like gathering, looking for the shiny things and in a mm. crowd full of people, it's like looking for that shiny thing. Oh, they pique my interest. Why can't I, I want to have a chat to them or I want to be part of their energy and, and find yeah, out sure. um, more. So what, what do you think? Um, all right, what's your favorite crystal that you wear from day to day when you're feeling um, like out of alignment and you want to ground yourself? Okay, so I 
Oh, I have <laughs> oh, my favorite pressure's on. Um, <laughs> um, uh, my favorite, favorite one that I am always wearing is um, my Moonstone. So it's got this gorgeous iridescent flash through it. And I love, I love anything with rainbows because we've got that spectrum of color. And um, I kind of, when I see a rainbow, it reminds me, this is going to sound so woo-woo. I apologize for those who are not into the woo-woo, but um, it reminds me of our kind of energetic rainbow light bodies that we're all connected, that we all, no matter what we're going through or how we outwardly um, show ourselves, our attitudes, whether we're like nasty or closed off or scared or happy and vibrant and joyful that we're all the same kind of light energy and I would even extend that to animals and plants as well so when I see that rainbow flash in my ring it kind of reminds me to take a moment and to recenter and realign um, I find it really helpful when I'm dealing with people that I don't particularly mesh well with <laughs> that are trying my patience I kind of seem to notice that flash in the ring more and then I'm like oh yeah okay we're all connected yeah <laughs> take it personally <laughs> you know I feel like every mother of like a toddler needs one of those rings <laughs> right. yeah yeah you're like yeah. just you know <laughs> don't take it personally lovingly detach um so yeah that moonstone and plus that's got uh, moonstones connected to the feminine energy the moon and so I think it's a really good sort of feminine empowerment remind you to be soft and strong and nurturing and playful like all of those things that it is you know I, I personally think that we women win the lottery when it comes to being born female or male like we who else can create life like we're amazing yeah. and I love that um so yeah the moonstone is probably my favorite I love that I love that that um something from the outside that looks so um you know it looks like a throwaway thing like there's no not a lot of thought that goes into it but there's so much that goes on behind that a lot of people you know say that fashion is frivolous and it doesn't really um you know, it just, it's just a dumb thing that silly girls do, but yeah. it's actually not <laughs> like this no. so much that goes into it that, um, you know, that people don't, and that there's so many um, unconscious messages that it is, that what you wear um, is sending out to the world um, yeah. and yeah. And affects sort of how you show up and um, how you be in the world and how you interact with yeah yeah totally and even things like you know um the cut of your clothing or the type of fabric that you're using like that becomes super important um when you're dealing with mental health or if you um are neurodivergent like then you're not the texture of your clothing becomes that more important like there's days where you might not like the synthetic sort of feel on your skin and that's just going to kind of ratchet up your anxiety even more so you might want that more um natural fabrics or the soft kind of um wool blends if it's cold um or perhaps you don't want clingy tight clothing you need something flowy 
and roomy just to give yourself like almost creating space around you um, to breathe better. And um, you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think it's really interesting that during this pandemic, when so many of us have been like left at home, that style has really pivoted towards like leisure wear and track. Well, I mean, that's been around for a bit, but like track suits and like jumpers have become a really big thing in the fashion scene. One, because we're all hanging around at home, but two, they're comforting. They're like a warm, like comforting hug. Um, yeah. And that, that like it's a bit heavier it's weightier you're you're using your clothing then to bring that um one it's expression but yeah it's to self-soothe right um and I I read another psychologist uh she's a psychologist of fashion and she was talking about like weighted weighted knits and weighted blankets when you're feeling when you're in that overwhelm is like grabbing one of the best things you can do is grab a, a weighted blanket or a heavy blanket and just wrap it around yourself um, or wear a heavy cardigan or something like that because you get that um, that feeling of security and warmth and like it's like a hug from yeah. your mom and your clothes right yeah and even having like a hood that you can put over or a scarf that you can put over the top of the crown of your head having that like when you're stressed and overwhelmed and like in that overload sort of area um having something over your head can really help you feel like you're back in yourself um a lot of people who read tarot cards will put something over their head after if they've had like a particular heavy sort of um reading with someone because it helps ground your energy back into you you don't feel so disjointed and frazzled and all over the place so yeah, even having like a hood that you can pull up on those days where you're like stressed and yeah, it's all that self-soothing and self-regulation. I, I find that so interesting because when when you said that, I immediately think of like that Disney character where the, you know, the old woman is around her crystal ball and she always <laughs> has something over her head, right? <laughs> like it's that, it's that image that comes and I like mm-hmm. never really thought about why, but there is a reason why that, reason. Like, yeah. it, that happens, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about getting in touch with your inner. How amazing. What a great um, little discovery. <laughs> um, all right. So tell me about, I guess, your journey and how, you, how you're helping women now. And um, I know that you are a big, like you're into your gardening and you're into your permaculture and using herbs and things to support women in um, you know, in stepping into their power. Yeah. How do you think that that has, like that's helped you along your journey? Well, I mean, first of all, I, I'm i Virgo and I've got like Virgo in about a million different parts of, I'm not an astrologist, but I do know that I've got like Virgo on four different parts of my chart as well as being a Virgo. So I'm very earth based and so nature has always been like I would not be one of those people that could do an apartment or live in a city and just have like a little you know patio or yeah no I can't (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting nervous just thinking about it or you know like if I watch a movie and they go into outer space I'm just like that looks like my worst nightmare um I need the earth. I need to look out my window and see trees. I need to, like my house 
there's nothing I even have a glass ceiling in my house so I can see the stars at night and the moon and everything which is beautiful but there's windows all around the house the doors open up and it's literally like the garden comes inside the house um and I have about a billion plants and doors as well so nature's like, house is incredible you should look check her out on <laughs> Instagram if you want to see more of it because it's absolutely incredible <laughs> so continue I, I, I just love it I feel like it's your house is your sacred space and it's your extension of your soul and it's your we have an expression here in New Zealand your turang and waiwai your place to stand um and it needs you need it to be an expression of you a place where you come home and you feel like you can shut the door and the and the world disappears and everything is right again um even if you're having a really bad day and clearly things are not okay in the moment you can still feel like you're safe and you're seen and you're you know it's going to be okay um so for me plants I need plants and um lots of natural colors greens and sort of pale pale colors I'm not a one for bright vibrant colors although I can appreciate them um I just don't seem to be drawn to them in my environment but um, there's the lady yeah. with hot pink hot purple nails her nails at the moment are like bright purple and glittery <laughs> I have to force them on some level <laughs> yeah I, I have to force myself to bring it in like sometimes I I really don't like the color red um or orange but I will paint my nails that color to, to kind of bring it in um because I feel like we need all of the the colors kind of like you know how they say eat your eat the rainbow for your veggies I feel like we need to be exposed to different colors as well to, to kind of get that healing um but yeah no gardening so important and having four kids um even if they don't grow up to want to garden themselves it was really important for me to be able to take them outside and for them to feel unwell to pick herbs for a, a, a tea or to go and get food from the veggie patch or fruit from the trees you know or um, even because we've got ducks and chickens to be able to pick certain um, fodder crops you know comfrey and whatnot to feed the chickens and the ducks that kind of thing has always been really important I feel like so many kids um, don't know where their food comes from or the connection to nature I, I used to work in an early childhood um, center and I remember picking apples off a tree because we had a, an apple tree in the center and the kids said to me where's the sticker tree and I said sweetie what are you talking about and he's like all apples have stickers on them where's the sticker tree and I was like oh my god <laughs> like, okay right shows so, you how far removed like yeah become from yeah from exactly or like kids that don't understand that milk you know eggs come out out from a chicken that milk comes from the cow like it sounds like such basic stuff but more and more children don't seem to and because you know even our meat products and whatnot are so sanitized and clean when we go to the the store to pick them up it doesn't a lot of people aren't drawing that association that that was a living breathing you know animal and something that deserves respect and reverence we're, we're losing all that discon you know disconnected kind of to nature and so yeah for me it was like gardening's huge even if the kids burn themselves to be able to go and grab a little piece of aloe vera snap it open rub it on their skin put it in the fridge 
for later on. That, that kind of thing is, is important, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting what you were saying about how we don't really associate meat with being from an animal. And I guess that is how practices like factory farming and things have been allowed to be um, like continue because mm -hmm. we don't like my idea of meat is I like my grandparents growing up had a sheep farm and we would play with the sheep and then we would eat them and we would be like, who are we eating tonight, Nanny? And we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember vividly we had a sheep called Bluey and we were eating Bluey. Um, so for me, but that's but that's for me, I, I always thought the meat, you know, was grown like mm. that and that they had a beautiful life and they were hand fed and they had a lovely life. And then that was my kind of association with it. Right. Um, yeah. but it's not, and it is that, um, I guess you're flipping your head and, and thinking about it a little bit more, which mm. is the same, um, with clothing, right? Like you think yeah. that, um, everything's been beautifully made by your mom like I grew up with my mom making my clothes and or making clothes for me because I was a giant and I couldn't get things that were big enough for me as a small child um so she would make clothes for me um and there's a real difference between that and the art of handmade clothes and what goes on in sweatshops and factories and um yeah it's not as no it's not about empowering people or women oh. or something like that and I'm guilty of going to the shop and buying things, um, you know, just off the rack because I like it and it's it fits with the, the style or the colours of the season or whatever and never giving it a second thought as to were the workers happy? Were they treated well? Is, is, is it a sustainable factory or are they just pumping out crap into the environment? Like, again, it's like that sanitised version. If you see it looking more pretty hanging there, you don't have to pull the curtain back and kind of see the kind of horror behind the scenes, um, which is kind of scary because it's almost in every product of our, every facet of our modern life. We, we really do have to become more discerning and, and start thinking about, is this helpful? Is this gonna benefit my children and their children? Or am I contributing to kind of you know not making a better future I think that that's it, like the what you said then about everything looking beautiful and then pulling back the inside um is also true of what we were talking about at the beginning about your um you know putting together a beautiful appearance on the outside yeah. to hide the inner world um mm. and yeah I guess style or you and I have both said that we had used our style to do that <laughs> Um, yeah uh, to like to hide inner anxieties um, so I want you to tell people about what you're doing now with anxiety and how you're helping helping women right so um, I've got a into I just call it an intuitive guidance bundle and what I mean by that is not that I'm going to sit there and intuitively <laughs> download information from the ethers for you. I mean that once we've chatted, I will intuitively pick what skills from, you know, my, my skill kit. I kind of think of myself as a toolbox. What's going to fit with you best? Because when I used to work solely as a naturopath, I noticed that a lot of people needed um, sort of more coaching work as well. They needed to 
the space to vent and to talk through their problems. Um, but they were only coming to see me, you know, that was outside of my scope of practice because I'm not a therapist and I was just there to prescribe medicinal herbs to them and to make tweaks to their, their lifestyle or their nutrition. So now as a um, sort of, I guess, for want of a better word, a holistic coach, I can pick and choose my skills to best suit people and their lifestyle because there's no point me telling you, um, you know, I remember going to the naturopath once and at that time my children were really young, like four really young, boisterous kids. And he told me that my nervous system was so shot that if I had wanted any chance of recovering and not being anxious and to be like how feeling healthy and vital I needed to have weekly mass massages which sounds wonderful and at least four hours during the day where I could pull the curtains sit in a quiet dark space and just be with myself and I'm like oh you mean at night when the kids are in bed and he's like no <laughs> and you be like from 12 to 4 and I'm like uh, who's watching the kids during this and he's like I don't know but this is how you need to you know restore your nervous system and I'm like oh, dude that's not gonna work so no what um, like no wonder if that's what it takes like women are so anxious or mothers mm -hmm. these days are so anxious and overwhelmed right because there's um you know there's not always that help available oh. to you and even when you have help, in what world are you going to get four hours a day of quiet? Like, yeah. even if you had a nanny, your kids would be like, Mom, where are you? Mom. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? Also, I mean, getting a massage every week is not easy to do as well. Like, even that in itself, like, being able to schedule the time to get away and do that is... Mm -hmm. And, and the expense, if you're going to get, like, a decent um, massage therapist who knows what they're doing, you know, that, yeah. that gets costly as well. And that... Oh, yeah, it was so unbelievably <laughs> out of touch. So I liked, that's hence why I called it an intuitive bundle because I'm trying to choose things that are going to work with your lifestyle. And it's basically a two-month coaching program and I just help um, women to get in touch with their inner self, start hearing that inner voice because I think we're also taught not to trust that inner voice, not to trust the inner niggles. And... Um, to look for other people to tell us what to do, a teacher, a mentor, um, a doctor, you know, just tell me what to do and I'll do it, that kind of thing, when really we have all the answers. And even our illnesses, I truly do believe that whilst they may feel like cruel and unfair, they are, they do have something to teach us. Like my 10 years of anxiety, I, I went to so many practitioners and I couldn't, I couldn't get to the bottom of it. I was just like, I'm broken. I obviously is <laughs> there something not working in my brain or my nervous system, and it's just wired incorrectly. And it wasn't that at all because um, once my marriage broke up, I never had another panic attack. Um, my anxiety is practically zero. Like I get anxious if I'm about to do something new or if I was to do something like public speaking in front of people I would totally um, be full of anxiety but in comparison to what I used to be like it, it, it basically disappeared the moment he said I want a divorce and it was 
I realized upon, you know, yeah, I realized it was just because I had so much on my shoulders. He worked overseas and I was in essence, a solo mom with four kids, um, minimal help because my parents lived near me, but they weren't really, you know, hands-on grandparents. Um, busy schedules. I had ducks, chickens, rabbits, cats, dogs. <laughs> I was trying to build like this permaculture food forest. Um, you know, I was trying to do it all because I wanted the best life possible for me and the kids. And I didn't realize how much I took on. And then I was stressing that this partner that was living overseas, like what did he need? How do I be support to him? And it was just, it, it was- I think so, it's- but, you know? I think that when you talk about trusting your intuition and that you're like, mm. you had anxiety and your body was screaming at you this whole time with anxiety. And the moment that divorce was on the cards, it went away. And it was yeah. like your body the whole time was screaming like, this is what I need. This is what I want. Yeah. Separation from this and that and to be mm -hmm. able to step into my own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that way. Your body is always telling you something, like whatever mm. it is that's going on, it's screaming at you for some reason. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we need to trust ourselves so much more. So yeah, that's, that's the core and bringing, you know, sacred space into people's, you know, homes, creating that as your sacred space, um, bringing nature in, uh, plant medicines, aromatherapy, all of those sorts of things are all woven through um, and, and rituals if people want to learn how to build their own rituals or read tarot cards or that sort of thing. Um, that's all woven into my coaching packages. And I think it just helps people feel more empowered. And when you feel more empowered, you're more in your sort of sovereign self. And that you might think would make you feel more selfish because you're hyper aware of what you need and filling your own cup. But I actually think that once you realize how amazing and sacred you are, then it kind of clicks into place then everyone else is also yeah. unique amazing sacred and you want to help someone else you want to treat them with that respect as you know that same level of reverence as what you're now treating yourself at so yeah I think it's it's kind of a really beautiful thing and filling your own cup you also end up filling the community's cup as well I love that that I think is the perfect way to end today because that is exactly um, I don't know, my feelings about how you can, um, yeah, how investigating the inner world and getting that right brings big change to the outer world. And that's why I like working with mums because I like, I think that if you empower mums, then that then goes on to the community, right? Like they, they make better choices with their children and then they and then they in turn it creates generations of better choices right mm -hmm. um so I love what you do and I love thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing all of your wisdom oh, thank you for having me on and for chatting and what's your Instagram handle how can people find you what's your yeah so I basically live on Instagram I love Instagram so <laughs> my handle is at magic and medicine and then it's got a little underscore after the e excellent and they can join you on patreon as well is that correct yes um that's all in my link tree which is on my uh magic and medicine instagram page or you can go to the website and that's got all my information um, with the patreon community as well and that's magicandmedicine.co.nz 
Excellent. And you don't just work with women in New Zealand, do you? No. So I can only work um, with women in New Zealand if you're wanting a naturopathic consult. But for all my coaches, coaching packages and tarot readings, um, that's all worldwide. And we just do it over Zoom. So it's nice and easy. Excellent. Well, thanks, Janie. I have loved chatting with you, to you today. I, um, I love your beautiful energy and what a beautiful soul you are. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. <laughs> have a nice afternoon. Thank you for listening to the story of clothes today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review and subscribe or share it with a friend. That's the way that other people find it and it helps me get my message out there. If you want to get in touch, jump over to Instagram. I'm at Lauren Bush Styling and feel free to slide into my DMs and tell me what you think of the podcast or if you've got any questions, hit me up. I'm also on Clubhouse, Lauren Bush at Clubhouse and I'm in there chatting quite often. I'm having a lot of fun there at the moment. So please reach out, get in touch. Let's have a chat.